that there is a um, offering box right out these main doors and to your right and just ask that you would continue to give and the church has been blessed greatly and um, we appreciate uh, you helping to advance the kingdom of God by being obedient to scripture and doing what he calls us uh, to do. Hey, um, we're starting a new sermon series this morning and I'm just going to start off by saying um, simply... um, First, I want to say, um, I did, we didn't do the, did, I don't remember if we said that uh, there was um, a nursery available during the sermon. I think I forgot to say that. So there is. So anyway, all right, hey, back to where I was, right? And uh, somehow I seem to mess up. I just got to make a big note or something, tattoo, whatever. And uh, hey, here we go. Uh, so let me ask you this. Have you ever asked your phone for directions? Have you ever asked your phone, you know, take me to the nearest Starbucks? You know, have you ever been out there and, you know, your tire starts to wobble, wobble, you know what I mean? Uh, call the tire repair guy, whatever the case may be. Have you ever asked somebody, hey, you know, I'm trying to get uh, someplace. Can you please tell me uh, how to get there? Because ultimately what we really want to know when we do that is where are we going? How do we get there? Where are we going? How do we get there? Where are we going? And the reality is, is that that is one of life's Big questions. Where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? And so I would encourage you to choose heaven. Here's what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. It says, He, God, has set eternity in the hearts of men. The Bible says that you were made by God. That is where we come from. We come from God and we are mindful of things beyond this life because God has set in the hearts of man eternity. So where are you going? Where are we from? We've got the answer. The Bible says we come from God. Where are we going? Jesus talked about this. There were some people that uh, they didn't believe that there was any such afterlife. When you die, it's done, it's over, they throw you in a box, they put you in a hole in the ground, next, you know, uh, it's just over. And uh, these people came up to Jesus, and they were called the Sadducees, and they said, uh, Jesus, uh, you know the Old Testament law, we know the Old Testament law, and in the Old Testament law, um, that uh, if a man gets married to a wife, and they're living, and, and all of a sudden, for some reason, he dies... And uh, so that uh, the welfare state uh, can be sort of put in place, uh, the the brother of this guy is duty-bound to marry this woman so that she will be taken care of and won't have to live on the streets, won't go into poverty, and, and you know that the law says that. And even if, if this guy, he dies, then the other brother uh, needs to step in place and marry her and look after her and, and take care of her. And and Jesus, did, did you know there was, there was once, a, uh, it happened seven different times, and this one lady ended up being married the seven different of the brothers. And, and so, Jesus, you say that there is this afterlife, so you tell us, in heaven that you think that people are going to go to, who is she going to be married to when she ends up in the afterlife? And Jesus answered in the book of Mark, chapter 12, he said, Jesus replied, you are, or are you not in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. He says, when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Now about the dead rising, have you not read the book of Moses in the account of the bush? 
God said to him, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. Uh, Jesus said, either you don't know scripture or you don't know the power of God. Uh, Jesus knew both scripture and the power of God. And he strongly urges you and I to look at life through the lenses of eternity, through the lenses of eternity. So, for example, looking at life through the lenses of eternity, if following Jesus brings you joy, good. If it brings you hardship, that's okay too. If following Jesus makes your life harder, Matthew chapter 5 says, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. But if being a Christ follower uh, makes you happy and it gives you great Joy, uh, Jesus says this in the book of Luke, chapter 10, uh, verse 20. When he was uh, talking, he sent his disciples out two by two to go out and do a ministry, and they were very excited because they were able to heal and cast out demons, and people were coming to them, and through the power of the Spirit, they were able to do incredible things. But Jesus uh, said to them, Do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your name, your names are written in heaven. Maybe one of the best things that Jesus ever communicated to us is in Matthew 16 when he says, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anyone worth more than your soul? So, who do you ask? Do you ask your phone, where do I end up? Do you ask a friend, where am I going to end up? We do well to ask Jesus, where will I end up? I'm just going to ask that you'll bow your heads with me, and we're going to kind of launch into this idea of what does Jesus have to say about heaven? What does he have to say about eternity and what takes place next? Let's, let's pray together. Father, we ask that you would open our hearts and our minds, that you would teach us, that you would pull us into you, you would draw us into you, that we would be motivated to be faithful to you because of what you teach us. We ask this in Jesus' name, and amen. So what uh, Jesus said about the next life, what did Jesus say about the next life? If you have your bulletin there, you can fill out these forms, and uh, filling out the forms is very important. Filling out the outline is very important, and that's important to keep that in your Bible, because you know that come January 1st of 2022, there is going to be a test, right? And uh, you're going to, there's going to be the year in review, and you want to be able to go back and say, oh, I know the answer to that question. I have my notes, right? And it is an open note test when we do the year in review, right, Sarah? So Sarah gets an A plus because uh, last week when we did the year in review. And so uh, what does Jesus say about eternity and the next life? He says this, write this down. Everybody will be raised and judged. That's what Jesus said. Everybody will be raised and judged. Every human being will be raised from the grave and has a court date in the future. 
There will be no excused absences. Today, if you have enough money, if you have enough influence, and you have a court date, you can probably see some people and have that court date changed, but not so with your eternal court date. There's not enough money or resource here on this earth that is going to move you from that. Here's what John says in chapter 5. He says, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. I tell you the truth, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so has he granted the Son to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the son of man. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all, say all, when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good will rise to live, and those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. Jesus told many parables in the scripture when he talked about uh, what will happen to us in the afterlife. And amongst the parables, he talked about uh, the sheep and the goats. He says, uh, the rancher is going to be separating the sheep and the goats. And he says, this is what the afterlife is going to look like. He talked about the good fish and the bad fish and the way the fishermen pull them up into the net and they take the uh, the bad ones and they throw them out, but they keep uh, those that are good. And he talked about how the farmer separates the wheat from the chaff. And there's going to be, um, those are the foolish virgins that did not show up wisely to the weddings and are, and those that were the wise virgins that showed up well prepared for the wedding. And Jesus talks over and over and over again about the reality that after this life, everyone is going to be divided into one of two groups. In Matthew chapter seven, it says, not everyone who hears Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Then he says this crazy word. He says many. Say many. This is a little bit alarming. He says, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name, drive out demons and perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. Listen to this. When we ask Jesus, where are we going? Jesus says, you're going to your court date in eternity. And there you will be. Judged. Jesus said, Not everyone will go to heaven. Jesus said, Not everyone will go to heaven, but everyone can. Everyone can. Everyone can go to heaven, but not everyone will go to heaven. The first thing that we learn about heaven from Jesus is that everybody will be raised and everyone will be judged. And the second thing, write this down, everybody who trusts him will be welcomed into heaven. Everybody that trusts Jesus will be welcomed 
into heaven. Jesus said that our eternal destiny hinges on our relationship with him. John chapter 6 verse 40 says, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Note, getting into heaven, getting into heaven is not about being good enough. We don't ask the question, did I sin or did I sin less than someone else? That's not the question. The question is, did I trust God's answer for my sin in order to go to heaven? John chapter 8 verse 24 says, Unless you believe that I am who I claim to be, you will die in your sins. The best known verse in all of the scripture is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that anybody that believes in him, Jesus paid for you to be with him and have eternal life with him. God loves the whole world, but only believers go to heaven. Only people that believe that Jesus is the Son of God have eternal life. So the question is, how much do you trust Jesus? Jesus said, John chapter 14, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going To prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Jesus teaches us about heaven. In that verse, Jesus teaches us, you can write these things down right there in your bulletin. The first thing that we learn from that is that heaven is a place of community. In my Father's house are many rooms. There are many rooms there. It's a place of community. We all get a room. And so if you're an introvert, you get a room. But if you like a big party, there's going to be a lot of people there. In my Father's house are many rooms. Heaven is a place of community. No one will be lonely in heaven because heaven is a place with many rooms. Jesus also said that we are going to a place. It is a place. And so write this down. Second one. Heaven is a place. Heaven is a place. You are going to be raised in a physical body. And you are going to live in a place. You are not going to live on a cloud. You are not going to have wings. You are going to have a resurrected body. And you are going to live in a place. You remember that after Jesus rose on Easter and walked out of the grave, he walked amongst his friends and they could put uh, their uh, hands on his hands and touch him. Yet he also had the ability to walk right through a door. He has a supernatural body and we will have a supernatural uh, body and we're going to live in a place. Heaven is a place, right? This down of unique identity. He is coming to get you. He is coming to get you. He wants you, your personality, your uniqueness, the things that make you, you. That's what Jesus is going to gather unto him. Heaven is 
a place of community. It's a real place. It's a place of unique identity. And write this down. Heaven is a place of ultimate fellowship with God. We remember that as we read through the book of Genesis, God would show up in the Garden of Eden and he would go for walks with Adam and Eve in the garden. And we will have that kind of closeness to God in heaven. Heaven is a place of ultimate fellowship with God. And Jesus said, anybody who trusts me will be welcome into heaven. Jesus said, anyone who puts their faith in him will be welcome into heaven. It is the most inclusive invitation that has ever been given. Everyone is welcome to heaven. But... Nobody who rejects him will escape eternal hell. That's what the Bible teaches. No one, nobody who rejects him will escape eternal hell. Jesus tells a story in the book of Matthew chapter 25 of telling it about our court date with him in heaven. Matthew 25, verse 41 says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Jesus uses uh, many different examples to illustrate uh, what uh, hell will be like. And one of the metaphors that he uses is, is simply this. He calls it a place of darkness. Write that down. Darkness. Darkness. Hell will be a place of complete uh, darkness. Hell is going to be a place of total isolation. A lot of people like to sing the song by ACDC and they scream it out at the top of their lungs as they're jamming down the road. I'm on a highway to hell. And they think that they're going to be there and they're going to get there and all our friends are going to be there. It's going to be a gigantic party when you get there. But I have news for you. The Bible says it is a place of complete and total darkness and that when you are in hell, you will not even know that there is anyone else there. You'll be able to call out names and hear nothing back and not see and be completely, totally and utterly alone. Suppose if you're going to make reference to ACDC's Highway to Hell, you have to make reference to Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Maybe they write those songs because that's the expected traffic patterns. Highway versus stairway. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to. Jesus explains that hell is also a place like fire. We don't know if our new resurrected body will be able to be burned by literal fire as we know and understand fire now. But Jesus often referred to hell as a place of total discomfort. And we can't imagine how bad that could possibly be. He also refers to it as a place of, write this down, gnashing of teeth, gnashing of teeth. And that is a sign of remorse. You ever been pulled over, been driving down the road, and you look in the rearview mirror, and you see the lights back there, and you know you've been caught, and you think, oh. Think about an eternity of going, oh. Hell will be a place of eternal remorse where you will regret the life that you should have lived 
yet never have the opportunity to live again. Hell is going to be horrible. Hell is going to be awful. Some people think, well, how could a loving God, how could a loving, good, kind God set up and send people to a place like hell? A very good answer to that. Max Licato writes, how could a loving God send people to hell? That is a commonly asked question. The question itself reveals a couple of misconceptions. First, God does not send people to hell. He simply honors their choice. Hell is the ultimate expression of God's high regard for dignity, for the dignity of man. He has never forced us to choose him, even when that means we can choose hell. If we want to live life with God's with God at arm's length, we can. If we don't want to acknowledge him, we don't have to. If we want to live any way we want, we can. God says we are free to do just that. C.S. Lewis writes that there will only be two kinds of people in the end. Those to whom God says, I didn't do that right. Those to whom there are only two kinds of people in the end, those who say to God, thy will be done, and those to whom God says, thy will be done. You follow that? Either God is going to, we're going to look at God and say, your will be done, or God's going to look at us and say, your will be done. Write this down. No one in hell will say, God put me here. God put hell on his son and paid the price for it. However, no one in heaven will say, I put myself here. The first glimpse of God and his holiness, purity and righteousness will put us on our knees and we will be overwhelmed that God has made a way for us to be in his presence for all of eternity. Choose Heaven. Choose heaven. We're going to be talking about heaven over the next few weeks, and here's what I can say you get to choose. You get to choose. The destiny is yours. Jesus makes it clear when we are believers in Jesus Christ and we accept Him as Lord and Savior that we get to be with him for all of eternity. Jesus has paid the price. He has made the way. And he asks us to give our life to him and to be baptized into him and to be a part of his church. And if that's something that you need to do, I would, be, uh, I would love to have that conversation with you. If you already know Jesus, live for Jesus. His grace is amazing. The way he is willing to look past our sin, the way that he is willing to accept us as we are, that he is forgiven, taking care of us, looks after us. He wants us to be in heaven. 
Will you stand? We're going to conclude our service by singing Amazing Grace.